This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Redskins and the Ravens. We talk about RG3's knee. That's the most important thing on the minds of every Redskins fan there is. Is he going to play? Is he going to play? Is he going to play? And the, imp- Browns. and the improbable come from behind victory. This is much more live with Aaron and John. Yo, 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 what's up, John? Yo, 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 what's up? Excellent! Welcome to Harry Hog Football, episode number 312, brought to you by... <laughs> and by... Brought to you by Desmond C. Lee. If you need to tweet about the Washington Redskins, you just follow Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter. On Twitter. The sponsor of this week's podcast. Yes, sir. And proud we are of him. Thanks for the uh, the sponsorship hookup there from Desmond C. Lee. He is very, very active on Twitter. Very passionate about his beliefs about the Redskins. Especially during the game. Especially during the especially as many of us are, like as the game goes on. <laughs> His beliefs about the Redskins. Yeah. Absolutely. His opinions. How about that? His opinions. That's that's a good way to say it. His beliefs. I, like I, I believe they won. I don't care what you say. I believe I can fly. I believe they did win this week. I what do you think, John? I, can, I believe that they won. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I believe they won. As a matter of fact, no my beliefs and my opinions are that they won again in the most in uh, how would what kind of what's the proper nomenclature in, for this? Inexplicable manner. Unexpected. Fantastic Against all way. odds at the end of that game. They had to A go down <laughs> the field and score a touchdown. B score a two point conversion. C do it with a quarterback with one leg and or a backup quarterback. You're right. Both rookies. D, both rookie quarterbacks. D against e, a pretty good team that is nine and three. E stop the Ravens who won the toss in overtime mm-hmm. on a three and out. And oh, yeah. F hope that Brandon Banks, I mean Crawford can run the ball back like what was it, sixty six yards? Because we don't know how the rookie quarterback would be driving them down the field. Right. Right. I'm sorry. So the massive. least experienced rookie quarterback. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, yeah, Crawford and F, took F, 64 yards, 64 yards. And F, make the field goal. Yeah, and Cobra Kai do or die comes through strong. Again. He's had like seven kicks that are over. He's Well, he's you know he hasn't missed a field goal yet. He's had, I think, seven kicks that are 40 yards or longer, most of them in the upper 40s. He's had a 50-yarder. Guy is money, Cobra Kai. The reason why I, the reason why we don't talk about him that much on um, Harry Hog Football is because we don't like the jinx kickers. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Hopefully that will not be the case going forward. I mean, he's been money. He's, he's been, he's been. Wow, we haven't had a kicker like this since Ali Haji Sheik. <laughs> Do you think about those pickups, Alfred Morris and yeah, Cobra Kai, that we basically paid nothing for? Right. Um and a fourth for Cousins, a solid backup. Right. Think about those pickups like in the year where we needed most value from from free agents and pickups because right because our, we gave up so many picks to get RG three and we had a couple of qu- picks that didn't go quite our way our trade trades for picks that didn't quite go our right way and of course those the dictator took thirty six million dollars of salary cap space away from us. We still need to sue their asses. I don't know. No, I know why the Redskins aren't doing it because Danny still wants to get a cold weather Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the only reason. No, they're going to. They're waiting until after the season. I don't know. Where they'll have more time to deal with it. I guess they need to bring it up in front of Tag the Boo, who apparently is the arbitrator now. They got rid of the other guy or something. I don't know. No, Tagliabue was brought in by Goodell to be the arbitrator on the the Saints Bounty Gate stuff. 
and and all the players were just like, "What? You're bringing in the old commissioner? That's not <laughs> fair." And they were like, "Well, that's who's doing it." But Tagliabue, surprisingly enough, Tagliabue did what he always did. He he was like he's he was like Bill Clinton. He was always able to like reach a compromise. He was like, "Yeah, they were wrong, but they don't need to be suspended. They don't need to be suspended. We'll put we'll put the onus on the coaches." Enough about those loses. Yeah, but Tagliabue did what he always did. That's why there was like relative peace and harmony when he was in charge altogether, relatively. Yeah, but of course he let thugs run wild all over the NFL, and that's what Goodell's been trying to stop. But you know. All right, so so far this year we've traded our second over our sixth overall pick right. for the Rams second this year and the Rams thirty second overall pick next year. I mean our thirty second pick next year. <laughs> yeah, your kidding. precarious predictions aren't holding completely true, but that is still a possibility. The Rams may get the thirty second pick overall. <laughs> and I would, and how uh rejoiceful we would be. We here at Harry Hog Football, and you can tweet us at Harry Hog, H A R R Y Hog Football, or just, yeah, H A R Y Hog. No football on the end of that on Twitter. We are, uh, we are quite pumped. Now, we've been getting some emails the last few days from some of our more rabid listeners wondering where the podcast was. Yeah. Well, I had exams this week, um, and John was ill. And, I was a little ill. I was a little under the weather. So. And, and Josh is, uh, Kind of missing an action on um, travel link that we didn't know about. Yeah, but or he got. I called still don't at the know where the minute. hell he is. Yeah. yeah, he got called at the last minute, and I I still don't know where the hell he is right now. So anyway, we're doing Somewhere. this Saturday morning, and actually, I kind of like it. It kind of makes it more into like the Dan Patrick Show type atmosphere. <laughs> Instead of yeah, the, there's I'm nothing ready like to go drinking to bed. a beer. There's nothing like drinking a beer at eight in the morning. The coffee is good. <laughs> Enjoying my coffee. I'm finishing my coffee. <laughs> anyway, we gotta squeeze this one in before I go to the Santa's breakfast here in a little while with my children. Oh, oh, oh! Merry Christmas to the Redskins. And they're Hopefully. pretty pumped. Yeah. So the one thing we really haven't talked much about. Hold on. Speaking hmm. of Santa Claus, did you see the uh, article about the Redskins that went to the school and wrote notes to Santa with the Students? Uh, no, I didn't see that. Well, there was a picture of Logan Paulson looking like your evil uh, uh, doppelganger. Evil <laughs> and uh, they were asking stuff like... like what, back when I had the long hair? Yeah, like they were asking for stuff uh, like, uh, one, Atari 2600, two, whatever, and three Redskins. Atari 2600? It's like three Redskins go <laughs> to the playoffs, stuff like that. But, <laughs> but the interesting one was Alfred Morris's note. Did he ask for a new car? No, Alfred Morris. Did he asked for a new transmission. <laughs> no, all of them except for Alfred Morris asked for like toys and joke things and, and like world peace and stuff. And then uh, a trip for the Redskins to the playoffs. Alfred Morris asked for, he said, Dear Santa, uh, you are always um, giving. So this year I'm asking you what you want for Christmas. It's your turn to receive. That was his note to Santa. Look at that. Alfred looking after, looking out for other people like Santa. And fix my transmission in my Mazda 626. I know, right? (laughs) And by the way, by the way, while I'm sitting here on your lap, can you give me a transmission? No, he did he did come out and say that he wanted some like, I don't know, old sixty seven Chevy Nova or something. Some (laughs) some old muscle car super sport that he wanted. That he said he eventually he might buy. So, anyone over there out there have one of those cars? Uh, you can check him. You, you can look him up. He's on Twitter. I, I have no idea what his Twitter handle is. You have a potential suitor. That's true. Just just head over to Redskins Park. Go park outside the bubble. Anyway, um, and leave it there and be like, "Here you go." Back to the game, dude. I watched the end of that game again. It was on NFL Rewind on NFL Network. Yeah. Then it just amazed me even more the second time I saw everything that had to happen for them to win. I know, dude. People that that aren't Redskins fans were talking to me about it this week. They were like, "That was an unbelievable ending of that game." Mm-hmm. I love baseball. You know, I mean, people who are that much that complete not football fans watched that game because of RG three, basically. 
He's unbelievable. Pretty crazy. He's unbelievable. He's also injured. Even more unbelievable about that. Yeah, we will talk about the injury. We might as well do that. We'll get yeah. It looked at first. I was like, "What? I don't see anything wrong with his leg." Because I was looking at the uh-huh. one in the ground. Yeah. Or I was like looking for the guy to roll up on his leg or get jammed in the turf or something. And then right. John's like, "No, it's the other leg." And I was like, Ooh. "The other leg, the one that went up in the air, straight up in the air." Yeah. And it, then, the, and then, of course, as you guys have all seen out there, I'm sure, and you can find it. You can see actually see it on our uh, our website, HarryHogFootball.com, and various other places around the internet. The World Wide Web. There, the uh, watching that leg whip forward um, when he made contact was uh, it was pretty gross. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was I like, think the only thing that at that point in my mind that I was um, optimistic about was the fact that there wasn't anything solid that it was planning against. Yeah, it you was like I mean? whiplash. Yeah, it was like whiplash, really, for a knee instead of a neck. It wasn't like the Sean Locklear injury the week before. Oh, man. Oh. Is that his name? Sean? Yeah. Yeah, but, Sean. Irish spelling. And the fact that he actually came back on and the doctor let him come back on. Yeah. Josh just texted and said he was ready at 7. Uh, let me text uh, him and say he needs to hop on now. Well, he better call in right now. What is he talking about at 7? We weren't planning on doing this at 7. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. That's Josh. Now he says he's going to be back. No, you're not going to get coffee. Get on now if you're on here. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're if you joining in, join in. Yeah. He's like, where were you? I was ready to record at 7. I'm going to get coffee. I'll be back at 9.30. It's like, no, you weren't ready. You just woke up and said, Liar. I'm going to go get coffee and tell them I'll be back. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. He's going to be like, my feelings are hurt. He's, he's trying to put the onus on us. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'll be back at 9.30. I told him I have Santa's breakfast. Dude, seriously, everyone knows that you have to go to Santa's breakfast this morning. Yes. Especially Everybody. all of our listeners. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about, uh, oh yeah, I heard that uh, Dr. James Andrews, you know, he's like on retainer with the Redskins, so he's on the sideline, and Shanahan basically was like, I asked Jane, Dr. James Andrews if he could go back in, and he said, yup. So now, I put him back in. <laughs> I know, and then that pretty much shut up all the questions from those reporters that are always looking to be like, well, you shouldn't have put him back in and stuff like that. I know, right? And he's basically like, well, he's pretty much the best doctor around. I know. That's why we have him on retainer. There, there's, there's one plus for having the Danny's uh, pocketbook right there. <laughs> he's like, all right, Josh texted back and was like, dude, I'm gone. I'm not even home. <laughs> it was like... Uh huh. All you said was that we were recording at the butt crack of dawn. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote, all you said was L. All right. I know, right? Anyway. <laughs> here's the, yeah, here's the question. Josh I texted about... Josh and said, can you do the podcast Saturday morning at the butt crack of dawn? And he wrote back, L. L. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you at the butt crack, L. <laughs> Anyway, be Josh's new nickname this week, L. What's up, L? Not like LL, like LL Cool J. It's just L. What's up, L? Anyway. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so it was amazing. Amazing end of the game. And that actually, every time we get a win, it like opens the, uh, how do I phrase this? It's just, it's just more and more magical. The crack to the door gets op- of the door to the playoffs opens just a little bit more. Yeah, and we're seeing it more and more. It's like it's like the gold is getting shinier and the burgundy is getting deeper and richer. Like like the way it it seemed to look to us back in the '80s and whatnot when we were winning all these Super Bowls and things were great with the Redskins and not like the last twenty odd years. And it's because they're playing as a team. Not one dude on that team when RG three got injured was like, "Oh man, it's over now." They were all like, "Well, if Kirk's playing, then we're gonna." Yeah, I mean, I mean, if if you saw the replay of the touchdown that Cousins threw the Garcon, and he talked about it later. He was like, I, I moved to my right a little bit to buy a little bit more time because of the pressure coming. 
And Garcon was actually like up somewhere around the five yard line and like come around and gone to uh, come around. I think he was on the left side of the line and he came around to there. And then he saw the two guys bite forward when when uh, Cousins was moving to his right. And he just like stopped and then started running back and put his hand up all alone in the end zone. It was just like, I'm open. Oh, yeah. And Cousins just floated it out there. Just got it there in time. Yeah. And then I I saw it. Uh, I can't even talk. An interview with uh, RG3 when they called the uh, two-point conversion play, which I love that play. I can't tell you how many times I tell them they should spread everyone out of four wide receivers and run the quarterback, even if it isn't a running quarterback, because it spreads the defense. It opens up the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. and um, You only got to go two yards. And I think it's a smart play regardless of who's running it, and everyone was acting all surprised. Like, I can't believe they ran Kirk Cousin on a two-yard draw play spreading out the defense. Seriously? That's why it worked. I think it's a high percentage play. The dude came in for two passes. You don't have to have him trying to throw a little pass. You don't have to run. I mean, it's... He doesn't have to hand off at, like, the seven-yard line to some tailback behind a fullback going forward through the middle when, like, 11 dudes are stuffed in the box trying to stop it. Yeah, I mean, any way you look at it, all right, on a a two-point conversion, you either make it or you don't. And it's the same with this this, uh, draw play. You either the guy's there to to stop it or they're not. And when you spread them, you have a better chance of of doing this. And like they said, once RG3 came out of the the game, they removed the spy, is what Kirk Cousins said. So they had a guy spying RG3 the whole game, and then they removed him. So it was even more of a perfect call. Right. And... uh, it was the perfect call. But anyway, RG3 said in his interview that he was laying over there on that little bench where Dr. James Andrews walked over and said, put his cans of magic on his knee and said, nope, nope, he's fine. Yeah. Anyway, he was laying there with his helmet on. He said that he heard the call and he just went, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because it, it kind of reminded me of that moment from uh, Major League when when Jake like gives the sign for the bunt and he's like, it's a great idea. Yeah. Tap, tap, tap. And then he's pull like, Stop. Ear, pull the nose. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, man. That was awesome. Just fantastic. And then we got it. As much as we've been complaining about the defense all year long, and as much adversity as the defense has faced with people getting injured, people getting suspended, people getting out for the year for injury, dudes have been stepping up. Yeah, it was insane. Dudes and- have been stepping up. We got destroyed in the first half again. We made big changes during halftime again and came out. And let me find the stats here. We held them in the second half. We held them to uh, how many points, Jonathan? Seven points in the second half. Mm-hmm. And that and was that it. Was, was that D Hall? I think well, probably. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, we'll get um, into that. They scored Ray Rice. They scored on a Ray Rice run on that in the fourth quarter, getting late. I can't remember the details surrounding that. I can look it up if you'd like. It doesn't matter. They ended up losing. That's right. They ended up losing. Yeah. I mean, we did get really lucky on that fumble by Niles Paul. Oh man, because that dude. was a judgment call if he had possession or not before he touched the line. Dude, yeah, Niles freaking Paul, seriously. On any playground, that would have been Ravens ball. All right, all right, all right, Aaron. What? At the beginning of the year, very early on, you were like, why does Shanahan like this Niles Paul guy so much? He sucks. And I was like, dude, give him some time. You know, he's trying to develop him from a wide receiver into a tight end. No, he sucks. He's, he can go down there and lay a hit on somebody, but he can't catch. He's okay at blocking. I only, he, only feel slightly better about Pony Boy than him. Yeah. I mean, we don't have any like elite tight ends right now. And Chris Cooley has said to himself, he's like, man, the offense was completely different when I when I came back. So I'm still catching up. Mm-hmm. We uh we need to we need to address the tight end situation here. Josh, what do you think about that? Uh I think that Pony Boy needs to stop <laughs> dropping passes early in games and killing drives. Yeah. And uh 
missing blocks. Uh, Cooley missed a, one of his blocks. He did, yeah. I think it ended up in a sack. I think it did, if I remember, because you pointed that one out. Um, but yeah, dude, now's Paul. They, it's not working with him. Even that touchdown he caught a couple of weeks ago, he all like fumbled it around in his hands and almost dropped it all like, oh! and I was telling you before we started the podcast, I was like, I was hoping that that, that touchdown catch would put more confidence in him so he'd be doing better, you know, as, as far as the, uh, the, the passing game is concerned. And he's still dropping passes. He still can't catch. He's all, he gets the ball, and his hands become like become like paddles. He just starts batting it around everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we all know about the Dick's gloves. There's no excuse for dropping that ball, even oh. though it was it was wet out there. I'll give him. I'll, I'll give. Uh, I'll give a little bit on that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was just thinking about this. Imagine how much better we'd be right now with three key dudes: one, Brian Arakpo. Uh huh. Two, Fred Davis at tight end. Fred Davis, who I never really liked either, but I just John was like, just like you don't like tight ends. You don't like tight ends, dude. <laughs> uh, no, I like them round and big. Anyway, so um, yeah, like Fred <laughs> Davis though was he he was starting to become I wouldn't say elite, but an excellent tight end. Well, he was always a great pass catcher. His yeah. problem was blocking. So, I mean, we could once he comes back next year, Rackpo comes back. That's going to be huge, and Carriker huh? is the other Carriker. third one. Absolutely, and Jarvis Jenkins, I think, is going to be better next year. It just you know, when you're 100 pounds heavier than Adrian Peterson, it takes longer to come back from a, buzz, a blown out knee. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of heft. Anyway, BFF. All right, let's move on to uh, the O line report. Yeah. With Josh Allen. Franco-American SpaghettiOs. Show them your old face. It's now time for the O-line report. The O-line report, um, I think they were... Uh, uh, They're pretty good. Pretty they only good. gave up a couple sacks, of course. You they know. gave up three. I'm used to seeing three or four. <laughs> they gave up really about... Really refreshing. They gave up three or four. I think three. They gave up three total. But who would think that these guys would be able to put it together like they have? Definitely. Definitely. Remember, we were talking in the preseason about how bad our O-line was going to be. Hold on. Girls, go. Can you go in there? (laughs) I'm trying to record here. Thank you. Pause while we take a station identification break. While Aaron disciplines his children. All right. Anyway, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh wait hold on a second girls that was awesome <laughs> uh crotch uh um crotch anyway they're getting pretty pumped about the santa's breakfast i bet they are yeah i guess we need to get a a move on here you don't want to be late for the ho 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 down i also like to bring this out about baby k three-year-old yeah. three-year-old yeah. the other night i was like do you want to watch barney or football she goes football <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> all right what are we getting to the injury report i guess the injury report do we have an amandola of the week uh yeah and quan bolden on uh i don't know what his stats were but him on d hall and madudu williams as fifth likes to call it yeah he only had three catches but they were like he had three targets three catches two touchdowns yeah, and then the, also the other early. and the third catch was the one against D Hall that he got tackled at the seven after like starting to tackle him at like the twenty five. Right, and he just drug him. Yeah, and we were all just like, "What is D Hall doing there?" <laughs> he was just like holding his hand or something. I don't know. Here, let me walk you down to the end zone. I know. I mean, Anquan Bolden's a big physical receiver, but dude, seriously, it, it was so strange because usually D Hall is is for a cornerback, he's a good tackler. I don't so know was, what he was doing. I don't know what he was doing either. I don't I don't think anyone wanted to ask him and have him get pissed or something. I, I have no idea. All I know is, boy, yeah, and then I think that was Ray All Rice I know right is, after that. Dude, seriously. <laughs> anyway. We need us some cornerbacks in the draft. And when we get our 18 to $36 million back, when the Reds can sue this offseason. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So what we got, the injury report? All right, let's blow through this. We know RG3 is hurt. 
We know that he uh, sprained a ligament in the back of his knee on the knee with lash. All right. He's been practicing. Yep, yep. They said full practice on Friday. Yesterday, he fully practiced. He's questionable for the game. But there was a report out today. I think it was pro football. It was the National Football Post that said that RG3 did not take any first team reps in practice this week. I saw that. Yeah. It said that he was pantomiming the, the uh, snaps like next to the. Um... The other guys. I mean, I can well, see that. It, that still doesn't mean he's yeah. not going to play. It just means if Kirk Cousins is going to play, he needs to be at practicing with the first team. Right. And even if that's not the case, subterfuge. I don't even know what that means. It means that they're trying to, you know, they're keeping it tight, you know, keeping it close to the vest. They're, oh, yeah. trying, they're trying to keep uh, the Browns. Guessing. <laughs> Guessing. Is it going to be RG3? Is it going to be Captain Kirk? Is it going to be RG1? <laughs> I doubt it, but RG, <laughs> RG1 may be active for the game. I would, If I were them, I may activate three quarterbacks for this. I think activating RG1 for this game is a good idea. I can't believe I just said that, but he is the third quarterback. And I know who won't be active. Brandon, Brandon Banks. Banks. Cut! Is anyone else arguing with us now about this? Dude, I think I was the last person to defend Brandon Banks, so there better not be anybody else out there. And that's just because you, you're both twigs. I know, because we're all like stick men. And I'm like, give, give the little guy a chance, man. I mean, he is like six inches shorter than me, but, that's you what know. She said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, he needs to go. He just needs to go. He was inactive finally for the first time. Niles Paul didn't do any better, though. We need to get somebody on the uh, on the kick returns. Punt returns, I think Crawford's the man, apparently. Let him do kick returns, too. What's the big deal? Most of the I, kick returns one, are just downing it anyway. That's one thing I've never really understood. I, I know it's a different like trajectory and, 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 and this and that and blah, 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 blah. But why is it so different? Some people can do punt returns but not kick returns. Like they're really good at punt returns but not kick returns or vice versa. That'd be a good question for someone to tweet to B. Mitch. To B. Mitch. And I bet maybe you he maybe we'll try to tweet him during a pregame and say, hey, man, what can you tell us? If you get him in a moment where he's not actually angry, he might respond. I know, right? <laughs> he gets angry I'll, a lot. He gets angry quick too. He's <laughs> about things that he, about things he views are as dumb. Like he'll probably go off on this whole, uh, what's the guy's name? Rob uh, Parker. Rob Parker. So, Who the f is Rob Parker? I don't know, but all right. I was listening to that presser on Good Tuesday God. afternoon with RG three after his first practice after his knee injury, Wednesday. and some random guy Wednesday, and some random guy in the audience or in the whatever press. In the press room. Just starts randomly asking questions about RG3 being black. Yeah. He's like, I'm doing I'm doing a, uh, I think he said a book <laughs> on black quarterbacks or something like that. I forget what it was, but it was completely off topic. Something from Martin unexpected. Luther King, he said. Oh, Martin Luther King. That's what it was. <clears throat> and it was like, I don't think the question was necessarily all that bad, but it was certainly in the wrong forum to it was, ask Yeah, it. it wasn't the right, it was out of place. It was like. This is my only chance to talk to RG3 because I'm not going to be able to get an interview with him privately, so I'll ask these questions from my book. <laughs> right, right. And and RG3 was like, um, well, I, I forget what he said, but he was basically like, you know, like I've said, I don't view myself as a black quarterback. I'm a quarterback. And he talked a little bit. And then when he hit like a stopping point, immediately it was like, it was like, I don't know if he was planning on saying anything else, but the official, Redskin official there were just like, all right, that's it. Yeah, but the dude asked him like three questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all right. So, yeah, his responses were, were fine. And yeah, I, he did a good quite job. Quite frankly, all right, I could be wrong, but I haven't noticed anyone bringing up the the point that he's black. Everyone's just saying he's an awesome quarterback. And then this guy yeah, brings, that's the like, thing. points it out that, oh, well, he's not black enough or something. No, like, no, not the guy in the press. No, not that guy. guy from a uh, uh, ESPN. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, and I think pretty much all of us are. It's like before, like right around, like before and up to when he was drafted or so, people were like, "Oh, he's a black quarterback that, you know," and they they tried to shoehorn him into the whole like quote unquote black quarterback. Uh, what's the word I'm even looking for? Mold. Mold that they have. Stereotype. Like, oh, he's just like. 
Michael Vick. He's just like Randall Cunningham. Obviously, you know why? Because he's black. Uh, no, he's a dude, and he knows how to play football. Why do you gotta? Why do you and, gotta shoehorn him into that kind of thing? And, and even, that's what his whole point is too. That's kind of what he was saying to that guy in the press room. Yeah, he was like War Moon. They weren't like running around quarterbacks and like some other dudes. It's more like Steve Young in a way, but yeah. he's really unique. You but know, he was, really but he, what he was saying to that guy was like, "There's black quarterbacks that don't fit that stereotype." So yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, he he did a really good job of handling what could have been some tough questions, especially and being then, unprepared for those. Yeah, yeah. And then this dude, who the f is Rob Parker? I don't who know, but maybe the politicians in Washington could like take note of how RG three handles things. I know, right? Well, apparently Rob Parker doesn't think he handles them very well because he questioned his blackness. Um, what were some of the his Rob Park that? that thing I read about Rob Parker was like the most racist thing I've read in a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, he was it was pretty ridiculous. I'm trying to look it up here. Um, questioning his black first, he questioned his blackness because they said that he's a Republican. So uh, I guess black people can't be Republican. And he said he has a white girlfriend. Like it, he brought that up, like that was a point. Like like that was a problem with him. Yeah, and what were the other things? I don't, I don't remember if they're married or not, but it doesn't matter. Beyonce, Beyonce, and what was the like, other thing? Because, and that was that was an issue with this guy. Um, let me see. First thing he said, something about his braids though saved him. That made him I, black. That he yeah, black. yeah, yeah. I watched uh, the the part of the interview, and he says they're talking on there, and it was on the show ESPN's first take, which is garbage television, which I never watch. I watched it online after this whole thing blew up, and he's on there, and he goes. Is he a brother or a cornball brother? And immediately the host is like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like, what are you like, talking about? She said it immediately. But I think, but I mean, everyone on there knew exactly what he was saying, that he was questioning his quote unquote blackness. And he went right into it. He's like, we all know he has a white fiance. So? Yeah. There was all this talk that he's a Republican, which there's no information about that at all. But my whole point is. <laughs> it's like, dude, what? We're. But my yeah. whole point is, why does it matter? Exactly. exactly. That's just the whole idea. Like, well, that's he, what is RG3... he black or not? Uh, well, he's a person. Yeah. So but, you're you know. the by you bringing up race, you're racist. Yeah, yeah. So that guy, obviously, well, not obviously, but he did get suspended by ESPN. Should get fired. I mean, <laughs> that was just ridiculous. He just sounded like a complete moron. But you know that's the kind of stuff they want on that show because it's it's a uh, it's one of those shows that's out there to those guys those guys that are on there aren't really reporters they're on there to to raise a ruckus and get people to listen to them because they're so outrageous that's the whole point which is why real sports fans don't watch that garbage but even and even RG3's dad said quote I wouldn't say it's racism I would just say some people put things out there about people so they can stir things up. That's exactly what was. I knew something was going to get stirred you up. You did. About that. You called it after that interview. After that dude at the at the Redskins presser started bringing up all those questions with him about his race and everything, and you were like, "Dude, someone's he's stirring stuff up. Someone's going to say something stupid." Well, and bam. And the other the other side of this is it's almost like, all right, RG three like presents himself as. No one can find fault with them, and it's almost like they're trying to find fault with them, like people do with politicians. Like, let's dig something up about him, and well, yeah. he's not black. <laughs> I mean, what is? Oh, he's not, or he's not black enough. Yeah, what is that? Like, that's what that's the fault they can find with him, right? Yeah, right. It's racist. So he, even he's that. a dude. He's a dude. He's a confident dude. Yeah. So just leave the guy that's alone. I know, right? Well, he's done. I think RG three has done a really good job of staying above the smattering of that kind of crap he's dealt with here and there. And I bet there's more that we don't even know about that he's had to deal with. He had to deal with that crap from that uh, teammate who tried to, uh, who tried to, uh, uh, extort him for like $10,000 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That guy went to jail. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to deal with that stuff. It happens. And he's all doing the time. a really good job of dealing with it. I think so far, cause that can't be easy. Cause people are jealous of him and they can't find anything wrong with him. So they're going to try to make something up. I think you just summed it up quite succinctly. Anyway, enough about that. This is about football, about not about um, social issues. Rob Parker. <laughs> I was just like, Rob who? Parker. <laughs> <laughs> to event, you, uh, Rob Parker. <laughs> um, let's let's hit the rest of the injury report real quick. Um, Lyndon Fletcher, 
questionable, did not practice Friday. Again, I think they're, he's going to give it a go, but uh, still a little concerned he may not make it to the end of the, of the, of the uh, season. Yet he did Everybody have an interception last week. Yeah, his third interception, which, Aaron, you pointed out during the game. You said, I think that might be more than Carlos Rogers has had in a season for the Redskins, and you are correct. It was Carlos Rogers' high total of interceptions, as we've reported before here on HarryHogFootball.com. Two. Was two. And he dropped about 10 of them anyway. He did, but it was because he didn't have glasses, and I blame the Redskins staff for that. Yeah, he goes to San Francisco, and immediately it's all like in major league. They're just like, "You need glasses, son." You need glasses, son, and bam, he can catch. Yeah. So anyway, injury report: Trent Williams limited practice. I think he's he's toughing it out. He is toughing it out big time. He's fine. Sir Alfred Bam Bam Morris is a uh, sick, so oh. he just started practicing again on Friday, but he'll be fine, I'm sure. What did he have? Like a uh, flu or something? Know, probably the flu or something. It, it was not specific. Fumbleitis. Fumbleitis, yeah, maybe that's what it was. They just made him walk around for a couple days with a football glued to his arm, and everyone's walking by him trying to knock it out of his hands in the hallway. Ryan Kerrigan played. I didn't even know he was injured, but he had full practice all week. Yeah, everyone everyone else should be good to go. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and nothing on the transaction report. So we need to let's 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 kick this pig because you got to get going to Santa's. We got a lot more to talk about. Let's let's hit the break. All right. Let's hit the break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the playoff picture going forward and more of Roger Goodell's uh, idiocracy. Idiocracy. Uh, talk to you after this very short break. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. This is Kenny Can from Canada, and you're listening to Harry Hog Football. <laughs> I'd also like to point out that this week's episode is proudly brought to you by Desmond C. Lee. Desmond C. Lee, unrelated to David Lee. That's true. That's a good point. I bet, uh, I bet at least two people were thinking that. They were like, I wonder if he's related to David Lee and David Lee Legal Services. Anyway... Uh, thanks to Desmond Seeley for his uh, continued support. Desmond Seeley, too. And to contributing listeners like you. That's right. That's right. And if you would like to sponsor an episode of Harry Hog Football, you can do what Desmond Seeley did. Go to our website, harryhogfootball.com, and scroll on down the left-hand side, and you will find a place to donate to Harry Hog Football. And if you make a, uh, a donation to Harry Hog Football through the PayPal link, uh, we will... As a sponsor, we will uh, we will talk about you and and stuff. and, uh, and by and if you need someone to tweet about the Redskins during the game, just go ahead and follow Desmond C. Lee too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, we still have we just had an order for four more Dallas shirts or uh, keep calm and beat Dallas t shirts, which we still have a few left on our website. Yeah, They're if you guys hurry up and there. if you hurry up and order them, you may get them in time for Christmas. You but should. you'll at least get them in time for the game. Yeah, you'll definitely get them in time. Well, hopefully get them in time for the game. Josh said he's mailing out today the, the most recent order. So if you're listening out there, you know who you are. You'll get them. And cool. go ahead and Four. order some more on our site. Um, yes, sir. Keep calm and beat Dallas again. Again. Excellent. So, all right, let's move into this, this uh, stuff. Speaking of the Dallas game coming up. This is some breaking news at Harry Hog Football. Breaking news. At least two of the three people from Harry Hog Football will be at the Redskins-Dallas game to close out the season, December 30th. We will be there, Aaron and myself. We will be there. Josh may be there as well. We don't know. but uh, Josh, however, is, in, is looking for a ticket. So if you have an extra one and you want yeah. to go to the game with Josh. If you would like to sit at the game with Josh. Uh you know, send us an email at uh, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com or josh at harryhogfootball.com. Yeah, there and, you go. And uh, I'm sure he'll pay you face value, but he's not going to pay scalp prices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you have a ticket or just want to go with Josh or meet up with us somewhere around the game time. Yeah, we can hang for a little bit and all that stuff out in the parking lot. Aaron and I, I know we're going to be tailgating. We stumbled into a couple of uh, tickets thanks to a uh, benevolent sponsor. Yep, that's why. Josh, <laughs> that's why Josh is. That's why it was. He's only pretty two. mad, but there was someone that gave John some tickets. 
couple of tickets and uh, free tickets. So yeah. So, so hopefully uh, Josh will be able to, to find one or somebody will have an extra ticket that would like Josh to come along. And like I said, I'm sure he'll pay face value on that. Yeah, I tried to contact Nick the Greek. The fifth said he might go, but he doesn't have tickets. Uh, anyway, if you guys want to meet up, we are going to be tailgating with the dudes at HailBBQ.com. Hail, yeah, that looks so good. That looked so good. So, uh, pump for that. They start at nine. We'll be there. We'll be there at eight. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. And if you all, and, and hey, you know, Redskins apparently are still giving away tickets to the Dallas game if you buy season tickets for next year. Which I don't quite understand. I don't either. How the hell are there even tickets available if, like, tickets in the, in the section that we're sitting in, which is upper deck, are going for 150 bucks a pop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nosebleeds. Nosebleeds. 150. So, yeah. yeah. They was free. Um... What else we got? Roger Goodell. Yes. Uh, Roger. After the Bounty Gate thing. Like the day after the Bounty Gate thing. Or the day after he made a statement about the Bounty Gate thing. I think last week we talked about him wanting to get kickoffs out of the game. Yeah, yeah. And so he did this. This was was very lawyer-esque of him um, um, for him to do this. He thought, oh, I want to take the heat away because it looks like I I am weaker than I was because of uh, the Tagliabue overturning of the suspensions and stuff. So in the same press conference, actually, where he was talking about that himself, he's like, oh, and by the way, I'm also thinking about expanding the playoffs by two or maybe four more teams. And so everyone's like completely forgets about the whole Saints bounty gate thing and is like, what? You want to expand the playoffs and, and, you know, maybe add two more games to the season, go to that 18 game season that I was talking about. I think it's ridiculous, dude. I think I think it was brilliant on his part to bring it up at that point to deflect the uh, deflect all that that criticism and whatnot away from from the saints bounty gate thing finally being over ish you'd have teams right now like the eagles like if we could put together two more wins we could make that last playoff spot i know dude and if we do that if we add two or four more teams there are going to be teams going in that have losing records every year like freaking stupid basketball and freaking stupid hockey yeah no, i say We're over half the teams make the stupid playoffs i say What's no the point? dude no I haven't heard anyone think say that they thought this was a good idea. Well, a single- that's because the players already shot down his idea of just extending the regular season in general. So now he's like, well, let's extend the playoff season, get some more yeah. money for the for the uh, the league. Right, right. And of course, the owners will probably be on board because all they ever think about is money and not the uh, wearing down of the players. Anyway, dudes, about the playoff picture, I looked into this. Mm. This week, I went to the little playoff picture website to look at all the tiebreakers and this and that. And what it boils down to this weekend is, first of all, the Redskins have to win. All right, enough said. Second of all, if the Bears lose to the Packers, which there's a good chance they will, the Redskins will hold the sixth wildcard spot. Interesting. Based on conference record between us and the Bears. Mm -hmm. We would be... uh, I want to say six and three and they would be five and they would only have five. Anyway, we'd be like one up on them in that realm. All right. And that's the first tiebreaker for the wild card. We need that. We I, Basically, we just got to win, win out and hope the pieces fall in place because, you know, the Vikings are right there. Seattle's there. Yeah, well, Seattle's got the fifth. I don't think they're going to be. They're good. I don't think they're going to lose that position. They've they've been Pete Carroll's done a heck of a job there with uh, Russell Wilson. But of course, the other way we can secure a spot this weekend is if the Giants lose to the Falcons, which is also a good possibility. And I wouldn't say a good possibility. A decent possibility. I'd I'd call it a possibility without any uh, adjectives. <laughs> so anyway, but the, what it comes down to is we've got to win this game with or without RG three on the field. And, yeah, um, we got to win this game, and and Cleveland's not a pushover. No. You Not gotta go all. into the dog pound where the they're only, fans they're fi- throw yeah. batteries at you and they're five and eight, but they have been close in pretty much almost every game they've played. They are very competitive and they're getting better, I think. Yeah. And so, they've got a good runner in Trent Richardson. Yeah. He's a definitely good they got some good he's a good player. They got some good uh they got some good pieces in place up there. It's pretty interesting. It's 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 not great. It's not terrible. They're 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 competitive. Yep. 
All right, dude, real quick, we got to give our games and kicks, and then i got to head on over to the Santa's breakfast. Okay, before you, you know, I want to make sure we uh, talk about the other playoffs, too. That would be the Harry Hog Football Fantasy Football oh, playoffs, yes. HHFFFL. Um, there will be a new champion because Aaron lost by four points. Four points thanks to Rogers having a horrible Rogers! game. Yeah. Uh, I have to take my hat off to pain in Uranus for ousting me. <laughs> He was a pain in my mind last week. So he moves on to play uh, the number one scene, Grim Stash. Uh, Grim Stash, dude. I'm telling you, I'm putting my money on Grim Stash for the league. Oh, that's fine. I'm past champion Virginia Beach Falls. That's me. The two seed is playing past champion Knights Who Say RG3, who had a whoop-up week against Southside DC. Um, that's You don't want to put your money on me? That's fine. It's the featured game of the week. Grimstash versus Pain in Uranus? No, you against... Oh, Knights, two past champions battling it out. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting playoff picture. I'll keep my eye on it, except for that. I'll say, who who won? Who won? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, we got to hurry up on this. Uh, 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 Where's my my music for this? Wait, we won, right? Okay. It's time for (laughs) this week's Kicking the Balls Award. Brought to you by Ridipu. All right, go, John. Kicking the balls. My kicking the balls is going to uh, Brandon Banks for not even being active. Well, mine is going to D'Angelo Hall for that. <laughs> <laughs> for getting burnt by Anquan Bolden on only three passes, as you said, but two of them were touchdowns, and the other one went down to the seven. And was a touchdown, I think, on the next play. Yeah, it was. So, Other than that, he was okay. Yes, and <laughs> the fifth called in his kick to uh, <laughs> Madudu Williams, and mm-hmm. and jo- Josh, I don't know what his kick is, but probably, I also have to give a kick to Niles Paul for fumbling. That. Yeah, I figured you were going to pick Niles Paul, but if not, I, we'll give it to Josh. We'll, yeah, we'll Josh be kind and rewind and give that one to a uh, Niles Paul. Mark that one Josh. down for Josh Nick the Greek. Josh is giving a kick to Niles Paul and to RG three for not finishing the game. Yeah, for not toughing it out and staying in there for two more <laughs> That's Josh. All right. Us. So, <laughs> let's move forward. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. All right, Game Ball Awards. Who you, you got, going? John? There's uh, a plethora of people to give a Game there Ball There really award. is. There really is. Um, man. Uh, I, I, w- I would give it to Alfred Morris, but he had a fumble again, and he's got he's got to stop this little fumble streak he's got going on. Because otherwise, he had a great game, twenty three for one twenty two and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's gotta have to, man. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna call Kirk Cousins to the floor for this one, Good. give him my game ball for what he did at the end of that game, stepping up cold, mm-hmm. cold rainy day, went out there, did what he did. With it was little, pretty badass. A little help from that. Warranted pass interference call. Oh yeah, that was that was a true pass interference. That should have been, and it was called. But rolling out a little bit because he said he had been in a play like that before he got sacked. He was like, "All right, I, I'm going to be aware of that." Took care of it. Saw Garcon's hand go up. Threw it out to him. All right. Well, I'm and gonna, got the two point. I'm going to. Yeah, we already talked about how awesome that string of events was. But I yes. earlier in the game, where it was on the line, where it could have got blown open, I got to give mine to. All right, major game ball to number 59, mm-hmm. London Fletcher for that huge pick down there by the end zone. Did not only take three points off the board, but take seven from the Ravens. And also on that same play, Ryan Kerrigan, I think, tipped it. And he's been a tipping machine. He has been. He's about the only guy on the D-line that puts his hands up. Dude, waitresses like love it when he comes hands in. Up. Waitresses love it when he comes into the restaurant because they know he's going to be tipping. <laughs> so anyway, that that was huge because earlier in the game, I was like, if we don't get a stop, we are going. It was to the point where I was like, if our offense doesn't score on almost every drive, we're going to lose. Because they were ripping our defense to shreds. And then, yeah. That's been a habit in the first half the last few games. And then the second half, they shore it up. They, they, they emodium up. Yeah. So anyway, that's who mine's going to. And... Josh's game ball is going to go to... Josh's game ball is going to go to Cobra Kai. Yeah. Because he never gives the kick, uh, kicker a game ball. Yeah, so Cobra Kai's... Is, clutch. Is Three clutch. field goals. Two extra points. Um, he's getting the thing. Anyway, uh, we need to round this out because i got to go see Santa. 
right, Pierre Garcon also had a great game. Um, my dog. Next game, yeah. 1 p.m. in Cleveland. It's on Fox, I believe. It's huge. It's not on CBS. Shout-outs to Will the Fifth. Nick the Greek, Daily Grumble, Desmond Lee, Ken King, Kevin Grant, Ducoya, Peter Lynch, uh, John Kahn, Eric O.C., Ben Walker, Charlie, Sean Nelson, Chris J. in the U.K., Andy Smith, Mike, Dan Welsh, Matt Morset, Rainbow Connection, RPG, everyone else we inevitably inevitably missed on Twitter. This week's sponsor, Desmond C. Lee, Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter. Check him out. He loves the Redskins. And all of our new followers. We've had a lot this week, a lot of new followers. At... Harry Hogg, that's H-A-R-R-Y Hogg. Yeah, also, I wanted to, to uh, I forgot his, his his call handle, but I wanted to give a shout-out to our uh, Redskins fan uh, serving in the military in Japan, showing what a true fan he was, said the game started at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, and he had to be at his uh, physical training at, like, 6 a.m. So he basically stayed up all night, watched the game, and then had to go work out with the Army. That's crazy. I remember that. Was that on the game day? That was a couple days after the game, wasn't it? Yeah, he called in. Sorry, dude. I forgot. You he know, called in. Can you can you tag it on to the end of the... Uh... Anyway, we'll give a shout-out to him again next week. Yeah. But we'll, true we'll, fandom. We'll... Absolutely. He asked how many people would do that. Um, except for the physical education part, I can say I would. <laughs> 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 um, anyway... Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan. Or a Doodoo Browns fan. Or a Doodoo Joe Browns fan. Go Doo-doo brown, doo-doo brown, doo-doo brown, doo-doo brown.